Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. When you guys watch things like HBO, did you peep the day? Is there a new episode? Is there a new season of Curb coming? Yes, there is. No, it's coming soon because I'll tell you what, because mm-hmm. back in in was it either April, I wanna say? Either March or April, I'd have to check my phone to be sure. But I was I remember I was, the teaser he did, like that weird 30 second teaser. I remember that. Well no, I'm not I sat next to fucking Ted Danson on the plane. Oh wow. Yeah, Ted Danson that's sat next name, to me. That's a name drop. No, dude, cause like it was. I've never told this story before. Oh shit, man! So I so I get on the plane, right? And I, I like uh, I'm late, right? Like I'm getting on there and I'm throwing my stuff up top, and I got like a burger because I'm late because I went and got food from uh, from uh, Deluxe Burger. If Trey is on, Deluxe Burger is like a local burger, like kind of high end burger place, but they also have a location in the airport. So whenever I get a chance, like, all right, let me get a deluxe burger, whatever. So I go out, I sit down and I like, I didn't even notice who was in the aisle. I just like, excuse me, excuse me, sit, sit in the window seat. And like, I'm, I'm completely settled and I pull out the burger and I take a bite and I hear a voice say, Oh, that looks good. And I'm like, that voice sounds familiar as hell. And I turn around and I look and it's like, it's dead fucking dancing. And so I think to myself, Yo, play it cool, right? So I'm like, yeah, man, it's 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 pretty delicious. Yeah, it's like, I, and I'm hungry, so whatever. So so I keep eating, and, and like he goes back to minding his business. And so this is this is a weird thing. Like I want to say because I want to like recognize that he's Ted Danson and tell him like I'm a big fan of his, and my dad's a fan or whatever. But I also like we're still boarding, right? So I'm like, if you do this right now. 
this motherfucker like, oh, here we go. A whole ass flight next to this nigga won't stop talking, right? So I'm like, okay. Was it a short flight, by the way? Like that, it I'm was, sure that was, factors into yeah, your decision. Phoenix, Phoenix to LA. So it's about like an hour and some change. So you're kind of on a time crunch if you even did want to talk to him. Well, I like I don't want to like have a deep conversation with him. I just I just want to like acknowledge that I know who he is and that I'm I'm a fan of his work, and I'll keep it. But I'm worried that if I do this now before we've taken off, he will then be filled with dread for the rest of the flight. Oh, like you're gonna try and talk to me or whatever. So, like I'm thinking to myself, I can't do this. And I'm like, oh, here's how I can do it. If somebody else recognizes me. And then that'll open the conversation. And then it's like him was like, oh, wait, what do you do? Because people because this happens to me all the time when I'm on planes. Like I'll be sitting right there, especially because like I'm priority. So I board early. And so I have to watch the entire plane board walk past me. And a lot of times they're like, yo, love your shit on ESPN. Oh, why the old man keep doing you like, like they always have like some little ESPN kind of like comment that people make, even if it's a Ninja Warrior comment, whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. This happens on every flight. Boom. Just sit right here. Oh, so you wait. famous, famous. Yeah, I'm waiting for it to happen. Like, it happens on every flight. Do you know? Now, and usually not, like, when this when people are boarding, I make it a point to not make eye contact. I'm, like, I'm going through my phone. I got my hoodie on, and I'm acting like I'm taking a sleep. I'm doing anything other than make eye contact with people who are coming on the plane, because I don't want this awkward conversation to happen. But on this day, I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I'm like sitting there eating my sandwich, eyes wide open, waiting for people to board the plane, right? People are boarding the plane, and I'm like staring right in their eyes, and nobody, not a single, so like none of y'all, none, none of y'all sissies watch sports, huh? Like, like just, I'm, like, I'm watching all these people board, and nobody's doing the thing. And I'm like, I'm sorry. So I'm like, but no one's recognized him either, so I'm, I'm good. So all of a sudden, I see like four, three or four middle-aged women get on the phone. I was like, oh, it's a wrap here. And so sure enough, like, oh my God. Da, da, da. And they like, they do that whole thing. Like, cause he's on this show called the good place, which I, I haven't watched, but apparently it's pretty popular, particularly with middle-aged women. So I'm like, well, there goes my, I'm going to get recognized for Ted dancing plan. So I'm like, all right, let's just, just somebody, somebody's going to recognize, right? Dude, the whole plane boarded, not a single soul, not, not even look twice, not even did the scrunch of like, is that, nothing like just straight on so i'm like all right well i guess that's that so plane takes off he falls asleep i'm like cool it, it was it was you know it wasn't meant to be anyway right um whole flight happens like he he wakes up he reads some of the magazine that i'm just like let me just leave him alone towards the end of the flight you know right when the captain says all right we've, we've begun our final descent whatever the flight attendant comes up and says i never do this but uh, is Mr. Danson, it's a, is it okay if I take a picture with you? Big fan. And he's like, oh, sure. Da, da, da. He takes a picture with her. And so I was like, you know what, man? Like, drop the pride. This this man is seven billion times the celebrity that you are. Like, just go ahead. So I say, yo, by the way, man, big fan. My dad's a big fan. You know, you know, loved your work for so, Oh, thank you. And I said, you know, especially, uh, uh, it's, I said, especially, I love your work on Curb. And he says, oh. <laughs> and I said, yeah, man, like, that's my favorite show. And I love I love your character. And I love how, like, you guys play yourselves, even though it's completely fictionalized versions. And so then he tells a story about, you know how in Curb, 
uh, Larry um, divorces Cheryl, and then Cheryl starts dating Ted Danson. And so uh, Ted was saying, like, he would get he like when that episode aired, he got mad texts and phone calls. Like, when did you break up with Mary? His wife is Mary Steenberg, who's uh, she's the mom from Step Brothers. If you remember that movie, she's the mom. That's that's Ted Danson's real life wife. And so it's like all oh, his wow. friends, yeah, all his friends are hitting him up. Like, oh my god, like I can't. When you guys break up, and like he's like, no, jackass, this is just a TV show. Like, this isn't real life. We're not, <laughs> it's not really happening. With and so I had a laugh about it, and I said, yo, man, I I never do this. I literally never do this, but. I gotta, I gotta take a picture, right? And he said, "Sure." And then take the picture with him. And so I, I like, I won't lie, man. It stung me that he didn't know who I was. So I was like, "Yeah, man." Like, uh, like I, I, it's funny because I'm usually on the other end of that transaction, where people are trying to take the picture, and, and so you know, and so it's weird to be on this side. It's like, oh, what do you do? I said, I, I work for ESPN, and. I said, uh, you know, like I learned from watching from watching Charles, because when I go out with Charles Barkley, no matter how many people want to take a picture, want to say hi, like or have a conversation with him, like he will do that. Like I've been to the bar with Charles, where there's a line, literally a line of people around the around the corner, around the excuse me, around the bar. And he signs and like signs, whatever, takes a picture, whatever, and gives them a little not just that, but like gives them a little where are you from San Antonio? Oh, man, a number of Pat women from like he does the whole Charles experience. These people are walking away, not like with just a photo, but like they experience Charles for two seconds or 10 seconds, or whatever. And it's like, oh, Charles, one of my favorite people. Da, da, da. So then he starts asking me a million questions about what I do for a living. And so, like, I'm answering and da-da-da. And, like, so plane lands. We get off the plane. and say, all right, man, well, it's nice talking to you. Walk out. And, you know, in LAX, you know, uh, if you're going to grab an Uber, it's on the upper level. You're going to grab a cab. It's on the lower level. So I go down to the lower level because I take a cab because the cabs always have the, um, what's it called, the easy pass. And I was meeting a friend who was going to hitch a ride with me. So I'm like, cool. All right, well, just meet me in the cab, like, by the cab. So. We get downstairs, see my friend. We start walking towards the cab line, and Ted Danson, for whatever reason, he was upstairs. Now he's downstairs. He comes downstairs, and he's walking the other direction. And he's kind of like just doing the while I walk, and I don't make eye contact thing because I don't want people to stop me. But he sees me. He looks, and then he says, and he kind of smiles and nods. And I say, "What's up, Ted?" And I keep walking. And my friend was like, "How do you know Ted Danson?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's a long story." <laughs> But yes, that's a long way to say yes. There's a new there's a new uh, season of Kerbis being filmed, and that was being filmed like in April or March. So, Kerbis, oh, wow. yeah, I need that. Yeah, man, the world needs a new curb, honestly. Oh man, got got you. Yo. Oh yes, yeah, man, definitely, definitely. Uh, like I've been watching uh, like little snippets and and bits here and there and some of them are from last season and i forgot like last season started slow and rusty and i like i was really unhappy but midway through they really found their 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 sweet spot man like that whole uh the buffet scene right like when the dude cut the line and everyone oh, yeah. oh, and, and larry's like no 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 he's already done his time and like, he explained <laughs> it yeah, so, man. It, what, let me ask you this: We're, we're, we're Curb, right? <clears throat> is Curb um, like does Curb get the the respect that it deserves as far as like these shows? Because I feel like it's 
it's impossible for Curb because I, I I actually think Curb is one of the better shows that's ever been out just because of it's 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 Seinfeld but it's with the cursing it's Seinfeld yeah. with all the extra shit but Seinfeld goes down as you know arguably the greatest sitcom of all time right you know or yeah. whatever whatever you want to rank it. But I really feel like Curb is up there with it, but it does not get the love that it's supposed to get because I don't know why. Like, is it because we're we're sitcomed out now? Is it because we expect too much from Curb? No, no I, I think I think part of it is because a lot of Curb's humor is very Seinfeld esque humor, right? Like mm-hmm. it's a Seinfeld the show, not Seinfeld the comedian. I know Larry was involved with both, but like there are very familiar themes. Someone's done like one of those supercut videos where they compare episode storylines. It's like that's kind of like the episode of Seinfeld where they did this or they did that. And so that's part of it there. Much in the same way that I think Parks and Recreation is funnier than The Office. But because Parks and Recreation is basically The Office in a different office. It doesn't quite get the same kind of universal love that The Office does because at the end of the day, you're kind of building on something that another show already did. I've never seen that show. Parks and Rec? And I love The Office and everyone tells actually, me I need to watch it. Parks and Rec to me is actually way fun. The Office always seems so – they try hard. Everything is a try hard with them. Whereas Parks and Rec, it's more kind of like more in the flow. You think, or, so? you think The Office yeah. was try hard? I think it's way try hard, man. I like don't, like I, early office or late I watch, office? I don't know. I don't. I can't the tell because I, I never watched. I never oh, yeah. watched. I never watched the office like when it was coming out. So I'll, I'll watch it if it's on like Comedy Central and I'm bored and there's nothing else on. I watch it and I'm just like they trying too hard. Like I recognize there's a lot of like famous people came out of the show, but it's always like you trying too hard. Whereas Parks and Rec, when I watch it, like okay, this is pretty funny, and I didn't watch that either. Like it's a same thing. I'll watch it if it's on. But, like, I find Parks and Rec to be funnier. Um, with Curb, the thing about Curb, Jerv, that makes it special, it's not that it's Seinfeld with cursing. It's Seinfeld with cursing, and also there's no script. There's a, like, a loose story. You got to understand, like, whenever these niggas are talking, they're, they're talking. This is all coming off the top of the head, right? Like Yeah, it's all ad-libbing, yeah. Exactly. So, like, that's the stuff that I'm, I'm like, the whole long ball Larry like you got some long ass balls, man. Larry, that's some long like that. He just like that's all coming off the top of the head, or or like the 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 clip I I, I regrammed or whatever that I put on my Instagram story the other day, where um where uh the the lady was mad at Larry for forgetting someone's this woman's birthday and her name is Judy. So you forgetting something? He says what? It's like starts with a J, ends with an I, and Larry's like Jedi. Hey, that that's you gotta understand like, all this stuff. He's like they're just coming up on, on the spot with it. So to me, that's why I really um I really respect the hell out of Curb. And and I just think it's is genius, man. It's genius. Man, rest in peace, Funkhauser, bro. Yeah, Funkhauser, man. We're gonna miss him, man. Damn, yeah, that that is yeah. Wow. All right. At, at the same time, I'm excited to see how they honor him. Cause you know they're gonna ha- they're gonna do something. Like that dude was too funny of a guy, and like, you know, his sense of humor is crazy. The dude, uh, Dave Osborne or whatever, Super uh, Dave, right? Super Dave, yeah. yeah like his, me. like he got like a fucked up sense of humor, dude. Like he would call into the Lebertard show, and then not go on the show. He would just call the line and like talk to 
Allison, the booker. He would talk to like he would talk to people who worked on the show, but wouldn't actually come on the show because he said that the show That's was cur- the show was a show was cursed, and everybody who come on the show died because uh, Alan Thicke died, and then yeah. uh, who who else it was Bill Pullman died? It was Bill Paxton or Bill whichever one of those two di- dudes died. So he was like, "I'm never coming on the show again." But he would call. He would call and he would leave voicemails. And he he like it was it was funny, right? The dude was a funny dude. So like I could definitely see him uh I, you know, definitely I could see them honoring him by like making a really funny episode about Funkhauser being dead. Cause he would have wanted it that way. So you know, just something to look forward to. I don't know. I wanna start we're gonna start this episode a little different. I know it's a long cold open. Welcome to Black Opinions Matter Motherfucker. Black Trey. <laughs> John Gervais, Rob Lopez on the ones and twos. I'm Amino Hassan. We're going to start this episode different. Usually we let this thing slip to the end of the episode. I got to start with it, man. Righteous Gemstones. If you are not watching this show right now, I'm telling you right now, you are missing out. It's only, what, five episodes deep now at this point? Yep. Yeah. And they're only 30 minutes apiece. Only so 30 minutes. In a couple of hours on a Saturday, you can knock this out. Trust me. It's worth your time. It's funny. It's interesting. It's got all your favorite people. You may not even know their names, but as soon as you see them, like, oh, I know that dude. He's funny as hell. But let me tell you, man, this dude, Baby Billy, I, like, Star of the show. Tears. I'm in tears every time, every time he's on. Like, did y'all, hold on. I'm not even going to go through the whole, let me just start with this. Did y'all notice at the end when they do the song on the stage, did you notice at the end, he's just yelling his own name? No, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> like, like at the end, after everyone's applauding, I was like, and I was like, oh, you know, Amy Lee and Baby Billy. And he just keeps saying, Baby Billy, Baby Billy. <laughs> he just, he is the most self-centered dude. Self-centered in the world. as hell. Dude. Oh my God, man. Uh, I, I thought they did an amazing job, um, like the casting. Oh, the little kid who plays Jesse. Yeah, little Jesse oh, was was, he, was dead on. Dead and then on. baby Billy getting him lit, bro. Like, I thought that was just amazing, dog. He's the, the worst in, uncle ever. The kids in France drink all the time. <laughs> I thought about him. I said, who who's the worst uncle, Uncle Ice or baby Billy? Wow. Baby Billy's bad, man. Nah, baby so- Billy's awful, bro. Like baby nah, Billy dude. told his sister, she said, "We're, we're pregnant. We're having a baby." He said, "This is a medical impossibility. Haven't you ovulated all your eggs?" Listen, he was getting it off, dog. Like um, all no. he cared about, and then he didn't even tell her he sold the acres already. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah such a jerk. There's no one worse than Uncle Ice, though, y'all. <laughs> no, there's no one worse than Ice. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm coming to the conclusion. I think he killed his sister, bro. Ice? No, I don't. That no, no, no. You talking about Baby Billy? Oh, I'm, wait, what? We ain't got to the point of how she died yet. They ain't even explained it. Uh, well, they haven't explained it, but I think she. And died. I don't think she died during childbirth. Oh yeah, because that's actually well, that was my theory at first is that she died during childbirth, but that can't be the case because I think I'm not sure, but I think the youngest son knows of her. Yeah, he knows of her. He's talked about her. I think, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Gotta go back and watch. So it may not be. 
It may not be that she died in childbirth. But he made some, he made a he made a wild comment at the end. Yeah, he's like, yeah, like uh, like when she dies, every all this is going to end, right? Like, yeah, and then like, it, and then it fast forwards to him sitting in the whip. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of like bad, like like all of it. Like he's just putting bad bad vibes on the whole thing, right? Bad vibes on the pregnancy, bad vibes on the on the you know on 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 you know their her not doing the tour with him, you know all that stuff. Uh, but you know the little kid who plays Jesse, man. I was just like, yo, I don't know where y'all found this motherfucker. I don't know how much time. Even he spent his on. delivery kind of sounded Every, like everything. Like Danny McBride. Everything, like the part where where uh, he's like uh, he's organizing like little kid fights at school. Oh yeah. And he's like, oh, you want to smell my finger, motherfucker? Like you know, when he says it, like he says it just like him. Everything he said was just like Danny McBride. Yeah. I, was like I was. Coach. Like, and if if this child comes, I won't love it. I'll give it like he does the delivery just the same way, you know. Like like you know how like when Danny McBride trying to be official about some shit, <laughs> like well, <laughs> like when he talking about ATL is a motion picture uh, with the, starring Ti, and yes, the the breast he was referring to was of the African some several of the African American actors. Like the way he talks when he tries to talk mad official like that, the little kid was doing the same thing. I was dying, man. Hilarious dude. He gets he gets he gets drunk, and then his sister says, "Is Jesse an alcoholic? Will he be a homeless?" <laughs> I put the note in here. I said, oh yeah, she says something too. What what word did she referring to her uh, body oh, part? It, it makes my bird twitch. It's like, oh my bird. god! What what's what's your, oh, is that your right. private part? It is. <laughs> oh, I can't get upstairs. It makes she, my bird twitch. She was funny too. The little one. She's funny, but she's not quite like the the grown up one, the grown up version. Like she's funny, and the grown up one's funny, but like they're not quite alike. The dude that played Jesse, that dude did it exact. Like that's exactly how he is. Yeah, no, nah, the the casting was unreal. Yeah, when 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 they were on the stage and they did the they did the <laughs> misbehaving on stage. Like <clears throat> before they start, song, by the way. yo. Before they start singing, they sit around and they said, "You know, uh, uh, me and Baby Billy, we we used to we used to cut up, didn't we?" He said, "Oh, we cut up, we tore it up, we threw it away." Like everything Baby Billy says makes me laugh so hard, man. And he says, when they when they say, "Hey, y'all want to hear something?" And Eli said, "I think we need to go to commercial break." I think Eli need to take a commercial break. Leave the dance. <laughs> he shits on Eli so much. He like the whole time, every time, especially when he's on stage or he's talking to like patrons or whatever, he shits on Eli all the fucking time. Like, I don't know if y'all noticed this, like how much he shits on him. Even afterwards, when they're at the dinner, he says, that was the best show y'all ever done. Ain't that right, Jesse? Give me some E.T. action. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I fool with the... I fool with the dynamics of the um I fool with how the, the, the sister is just like shitted on like every second. Like she's clearly striving to 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 have her dad just show her like an inkling of love. <laughs> he clearly just does not fuck with her. Yeah, man. Well the the birthday, right? Like when she gets the present, <laughs> baby Billy gives her a Corvette. <laughs> Like a like a toy Corvette or whatever. It's like one of those like pedal Corvettes or whatever. And then say, like, well, this is the best gift ever. Well, you haven't gotten our gift yet. <laughs> she opens up. 
like, oh, look at that, a trinket. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> With a picture of my mother and father inside. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, how about how, how bad baby Billy is with his own son? I want to see the son going to show up again. I have a feeling. The son got to show up again, right? Because he shits on his own son. So his, he shit on his son worse than LeVar Oh, Ball. yeah, he definitely going to pull up. But who is it, the, the other dude that he's with? Like, what is his what is he, what what is his beef with the gemstones? I know he said something no, I'm talking about, about I'm talking about Billy Billy but baby Billy's son. Oh, baby Billy's son. Oh yeah, for baby sure. Baby Billy sits on his own son so well. He works in LeVar Ball. He's like, all right, go deep, go deep. Psych. <laughs> Yo, it's such a mean thing to do. And then at the at the at the lunch when everybody walked out, he said, "What's what you got there? Look at that." Got himself a little ninja star with his booger on it. <laughs> with his booger on it. Yeah, he's sick. His son probably went off to do something great. Everybody uh, went son, on to be, be his great son gotta be baby crazy. Billy. His son got to be crazy somewhere, man. So what if dude is his son, though? Uh, maybe. I, that, that might be it, right? The other dude, the other stunt dude? Yep. Because why would he hate the gemstones so much? Yeah. Then w- would he hate baby Billy? Oh, wow. That would make sense. But see, know. I don't think he know baby Billy around yet. Because yeah, they ain't cross paths. That's true. That's this true. Is, this sounds like a black family. So it might be lit, man. I, I like I like our I like our uh you know what I mean like our hypotheticals. I like I'll even what I like about this show. I like that this show makes me laugh and at the same time it's kinda like a who done it. We're trying to figure out like who's who and why is it happening, like who broke into the into the uh the Locust Grove location and <laughs> had to get out butt naked butt naked in the mall and like, like who are they working for? Um, I'm I'm really interested to see where this show goes. They got it got greenlit for season two, so I'm really excited about that. Oh, the the best the the, fi- the final part that's mad funny is when he confronts Eli about you did this, you put her up to it, da da da, and said, um, no, she did it on her own. Uh, you know, it's like because when me and her are on stage, we're always side by side, like oh, we always together. You always put her behind you. Always you're always standing in front of her. <laughs> and 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 when we do it, it's side by side, and y'all needed to do be side to side. And Baby Billy's response is, "That's not how it's supposed to be." She got a mighty big ego. Then <laughs> this, dude, this dude is the worst. I'm telling you, go back and watch that episode and notice how many times he says his own name. Just count the number of times he says Baby Billy. Oh, I, I know he loves himself, but he, like the, the 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 like he says it throughout the episode because I put the note earlier, and then when they did. The 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 show at the end he's just yelling baby Billy he's literally just yelling his own name over and over again baby Billy baby Billy I was like yo this dude's out of control well John Gervais is a fan of people to talk in the third person hey I mean <laughs> speaking of out of control in church Kanye West yeah man like. You know me, I I boycotted this dude, so I don't know. Wait, we're we're saying his name again. I thought we I thought he was dude in the red hat. He don't wear the red hat no more. Ah. He, now he sell church clothes. Yeah, just he needs to take his fucking medicine. Someone on Twitter said that he was uh he's mace he's mace with a with a shoe deal, <laughs> which is hilarious, by the way. That's um, that you, Betha? Is that you, Betha? <laughs> Hey Rob, do we have a call? 
Yeah, uh, we actually got a couple calls. So first, thanks to everybody who uh, called and left messages on the hotline. We appreciate it. We're going to try to have some more calls featured going forward. But like you said, Trey, here's the first one about uh, Kanye and his Sunday sermons. Hello? Yo, fellas, what's up, man? This is Mike from Brooklyn. Uh, I got a quick question for you. So I saw the, uh, you know, Kanye's been doing these uh, Sunday services. Um, so I just want to get your opinion. Recently, he did a Sunday service at a mega church in Atlanta. And, uh, I know you guys have been talking about righteous gemstones. I heard Black Trey talking about it. So I recently caught up on that show. Uh, thanks for the rec. So does it say more about Kanye, um, and who he is as a person or what does it say about the Black church that, uh, actually allowed Kanye West to come in there and perform his Sunday service. So just wanted to get you guys' opinion uh, and the complexity of the black church. So appreciate you guys, man. Keep up the good work. Peace. I mean, I got you, because I know you ain't go to no traditional black church. Now, old Christians. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. He's, he's making a good point. Like, I, I get argued. He the African homie, so you know what I'm saying? So, like, here we go. At this point, the black church, the old black church, is forgiven. It's like, any problem, come to the church. If he, you know what I mean? He's been wearing that red hat. Let's get the devil about him. He's saved. We super forgiving. We open everything. You know what I mean? Like, just like homie that said he was delivered. The dude that was a meme. Remember him? Right? Wow. Everybody, they come to the church to get quote unquote healed because they, the church and the, the black church and the Baptist is supposed to be a hospital. Yet, we're super hypocritical. You know what I mean? In a situation of like, come as you are, but you can't wear jeans. You get frowned upon or a lady that isn't wearing a particular long dress or, you know what I mean? Like, so there's huge hypocrite going on, but in this situation for Kanye to, and I, I think it's, it's disheartening to see that African-Americans are so forgiving or so easy, easily awed by certain things, whether it's white kids dancing to hip hop, whether it's, um, you know, this whole thing of Kanye remixing, hip hop songs of the nineties and, and, and adding lyrics about Jesus, right? The black church was doing that a long time ago, bro, doing praise dances and stuff like that. When we, be, when they were trying to get in the teens and they were losing the teens to like high school and stuff like that and trying to prevent them from like, you know, staying in the streets and stuff like that. They would, they would implement these things. Like when Kurt Franklin and new nation first came out, when stump was actually using yeah. hip hop beats, yeah. these are things I, that ain't new. One of my favorite things, I used to piss off so many people in college because I, I was in college and Kurt Franklin came out. And so, like, whenever Stomp would come on, I would say, oh, my niggas won't stomp. Oh, bitches won't stomp. Because <laughs> to me, it's there's nothing more blasphem, blasphemous, more disrespectful, more just disgusting than, like, trying to make religion cool, man. 
Like that, that, that thing to me just doesn't make sense. And, and to be honest with you on, on a, on a wider level beyond trying to make religion cool, um, the idea that it seems like in the black church specifically, although among m- many Southern Baptist kind of types of, of, of people, y'all are allow yourselves to get so easily financially exploited. So this is the thing of me. Like, it's crazy. I mean, every, like, like the idea, the idea that someone will go to a church where the pastor is in, in a in a G five. Like, how do y'all not see that? There's we're something- so we're so lazy, and we need to be guided in this situation. I feel like Baptist and Christian church alone are the only the only religion that needs to be disciplined. That needs a leader to discipline, and then also needs guidance over guidance and then also um need it to be cool for it to attract followers if you if you catch my drift versus you got muslims you got every other religion that you know they're praying for hours At, go go ask a christian homie when the last time he actually got on his knees and prayed or took off his shoes or anointed his head or something like that like the discipline isn't there you know what I'm saying? Like there's people that go to black churches and black churches may go for six, seven hours. But as far as commitment to like one thing, you know what I'm saying? Like what I mean, can you educate us a little bit they, about like during they, certain times when you fast or a certain time where you're like, hey, I'm showing discipline in this specific situation. We have lint, but like it's people that be like, oh, I ain't giving up that, but I give up this. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Something easy. I'm, I'm, I have a homie who gave up tequila for Lent and then just started, or just gave up beer for Lent. And then but drinking tequila. Drinking tequila. Yeah, I was like, oh, Like, wow. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one foot in, one foot out when you got these other religions. Like, you see guys, you know what I mean? Like, going on the prayer rug and praying hours and hours and... But like, you know but I, mean? like I guess I guess my question is this, is like, is so is the whole financial exploitation thing, is that their way of like, oh man, I'm, I'm a pay, like, literally, like, the express lane, like, all right, so I, like, I don't do this other stuff, so but I'm gonna I'm a give money to church, and that'll absolve me of my laziness and everything else. Consumer stuff, still, bro. It's it's classism. It's like, well, you know, and and that's what the old black women, you know, who are eighties, um, the 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 I'll say seventies and up crew, the ladies with the big hats, the ladies with the. Uh, with uh, that sit in the front that com- that compete with the who can hum louder and I you know I, I pastor came to, pastor came to my house and prayed for my family and sometimes the pastors never even pull up and you got these women that are donating twelve to fourteen to twenty grand you know what I mean to these people and you know what I'm saying and you thinking like wow my my auntie my grandma is super committed to this pastor but my grandma in the hospital she in hospice and they haven't come to see her. But they said a prayer for her. You know what I'm saying? It's just that's just wild to me. And I just in the bulletin. But again, if it's what you if it's what you uh what you what you, what you feel is a satisf- like you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like everyone uh has a relationship with God differently. You know what I'm saying? Like me, I stopped going to churches because I was just getting too many like wild vibes from it. You know what I'm saying? To a point of like, okay, am I being led right? Who's the, you know what I mean? Like at the, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't really know 
what to think about it. So like now I have my personal relationship where I pray, I ask for forgiveness if I did commit a sin, you know what I'm saying? And go about it that way versus paying tithes and thinking like, you know what I'm saying? And then also the, like the more and more I read or the more and more I understand, like I question some things, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, okay, if we're in a, you know what I mean? Like, and that's, this is not to be disrespectful for our listeners that are, you know, super into Christianity and things like this. But I do view it in the standpoint of like the King James version was written over 2000 times, like, like translated over and over and over again. And you mean to tell me that all of a sudden they're not going to, uh, they're not going to uh, mix it up. You know what I mean? That's like you telling me a story. I mean, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm then, not going to know it word for word. And then you'll turn around. Yeah. You turn around you know and tell someone else. It's a game of like telephone. I, like, like I had a buddy that would stress out because he wanted to live perfect. Like God, like, the 10 cent, you know what I mean? Like he would cry, he would be stressed because he was like, oh, I sinned. And I'm like, bro, you know how often you would sin? Like just off thoughts, off anything, bro. Like no one's perfect. Like you have to stop living like that and just kind of just live your life the right way. Like be a good person and all that other stuff. And like, yeah, like if you have a relationship with whatever high power you may be serving, go about it that way. But like, as far as the stress and stuff like that and crying, like I, I ain't going to do it, bro. Cause you're going to read the book and you're going to be like, well, dang Saul and Paul and you know, all these characters, bro. Like technology's changed. I mean, you know, like, and we're not even going to talk about the, the, the Catholic priests and all well, that I mean, other stuff. But like, I mean, that's, yeah, that, like that's, that's, I mean, from, from, I know from an, from an Islam standpoint, like the Quran is like word for it is the same thing since the very first Quran. Like it's all, it, literally every single copy of the Quran all over the world is, is identical, right? And when you do your prayers, you have to do it in Arabic, right? This right. is just to solve all these problems of, of uh, translation and, and and all those all those issues there. But like yeah, like the like on the most benign level, when you have that many translations and that many versions or whatever, things are just bound to be lost in translation, right? Like some things were misinterpreted or some things that were like forgotten or, or kept in one version, not kept in the other. But on the most malicious level, people might change stuff just just the same stuff. Like, just like, hey, man, we don't like this bit. Where hey, I mean, you know what? When all goes wrong, guess where you go? To God. And Kanye, the black community turned I'm on ju- him. I'm just... Oh, no, man. and here's the thing. He has an they album see- coming out later this exactly. time. Exactly. Don't people see... They don't people. It's, it's so called obvious. Jesus is King, right? Oh, that's perfect, right? And obviously, this album is going to do numbers. Is it, it is going to get him back. Come on, bro, don't do that. No, this no, no, I'm, I'm, no, 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 I'm, I'm telling you now because it's gospel. It's going to. Oh, it's it, a, he's doing a gospel album. I didn't it's realize a gospel that. album, but it's going to be flipped. So he already that's, flipped. That's Are you that somebody? He already flipped. A bunch of songs that I we got, love so dearly, but flipped them to Jesus lyrics, right? Which is great and dandy, but I feel like you're playing now with a whole nother thing, bro. When you play with God, like, I don't question like, hey, yeah, you might have a relationship with God. But when you take it to a consumer part, that's where I personally have a problem and a few other people have a problem. 
And you have to take a step back and really watch this from afar because Jermaine Dupree and Nelly went to go watch him in Atlanta and they were like, yo, I never had an experience like this. But you also have to factor in that he has over 150 vocalists, church vocalists. Of course, they're going to sound amazing. Of course, you're going to catch the Holy Spirit. So this is the funny thing. I, I got a buddy who works in the music industry who like posted something like, oh, I got to get to one of these sessions. And I was like, Bro, man, like I, I basically chastised him. I said, "Yo, this dude, this dude is the, is the the scum of the earth. He's just looking to take advantage one way or another. He's just looking for attention. He does like he he's got no morals, no lines. We know by by his red hat thing. Can't believe you support this." And my buddy was like, "He said something. Let me see if I can pull up the the actual text." But like he said something, I was just like, "I it, it reminds me of." Here we go. Uh, oh yeah. So actually, all I said to him was, "Fuck that uh, Donald Trump loving shuck and jive ass niggas." Well, actually, what I said to him, and he said, "Yeah, I feel it, but that shit was crazily produced and done extremely well." Like from a a technical standpoint, my boy was like, he, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He appreciated the craftsmanship. I mean, like, dude's super talented. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like, yo, Kanye's trash. Like, whether you're off on out on him, whether you're, you, you know what I mean, you ever buy something from him again, the dude is creative. He finds well, that last way. album was trash, though. I liked it. I will finally listen to it. I liked it, but it's nothing to, like, say, hey, Jerv, you need to listen to it. It's not that. It's like the Popeye's chicken sandwich. So at the end of the day, like, people, he still, like, like he said, he's he's he did a, he did a interview recently and said, "Look, I'm gonna be hated by a lot of people, but I feel like I'm more loved by people than hated." So he's gonna I, continue I just, to just do him. And and that's and that, that like you think I'm he's not, more loved. He thinks he's he, more loved by people right now than he's. I believe so. Oh I think he yeah, is. Jerv, I, Jerv, I Jerv, Jerv, you're bugging. Jerv, you're bugging because the hate's not I'm that real. I'm telling you, t- I'm telling you, so, like ever since he started doing this weird ass, I'm gonna wear like baggy khaki sweats and like uh, like dance awkwardly by a keyboard while, while I got choir singers the number of people were like oh my god like people are, and that's the part of me that's like yo this song gets a bad rap about a lot of things but like one thing like we don't like like once you go out like man you out like you, you're not coming back you're not doing all what you did and you're gonna come back over here with all that like you're not gonna win this over with 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 a with a, with a melody like this is that's just wild man and so, like, I, I like to me to see how many people are just open arms. Why? Because he playing a keyboard and he got some vocalists. It just doesn't make sense, man. Like, and that's why I, why I went back to like the whole concept of exploitation in the black church. Like, yo, uh, allow someone who's clearly this man is clearly a a a a, a huckster, a two time a con man. You know, it's clearly a con right. man. He'd a, he'd a, hey, he the pastor from Don't Be a Menace. Oh yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Wow. Oh, has, Gilligan, get off the island. <laughs> oh no, that was was that uh no that was that's uh, a, that's coming to America. Coming to America. What was what was my man in uh and I remember how he looked. He was a little greasy looking. But uh, I, I, I'm looking at him too right Randy now. Randy Watson, B. Yeah, yeah, like, no, like Randy Watson. That's coming. To America. That, that's coming to that's America. That's coming no. to America. But the yeah. other homie, the brown skin homie, I don't even know his name, but he was he was begging for change and then the like. Yeah, and he's like, mm, pass it, pass it. <laughs> yeah. like, but uh, you know, no, you know what's funny? I used to, uh, so I used to do, um, I used to do what, what, what would it be called? Um, 
uh, oh, what's the, what the, I can't remember what the hell the, the type of work was called, but I used to work for a no, nonprofit. I used to work for a nonprofit and it was done through a church. And this is when I became cool on, first of all, I've never been the one that pays tithes. You know what I mean? I've always just put like a dollar or two, maybe five bucks in, in the joint or whatever, you know, cause at the end of the day, the pastor that, you know, this is how they make their living, right? Like you're paying their salary. I get it, you know, whatever. But I, I was working for a nonprofit. And when I tell you, I was working for the shadiest, the shadiest of shadiest pastors I've ever ran across in my life. This motherfucker was pulling up in the two door, the two door, uh, Ben's, um, I, I don't even know. I, it, might, it, might been, property? it might be the, is, is that like the 500, the CL 550 uh, or whatever? Oh, oh okay. I thought yeah. you like the, the little no. SLK. <laughs> no. So he's pulling up in that, right? The, 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 the nonprofit's struggling. Like I'm, I'm a person of the nonprofit. I got to wait, you know, I, I, I get off work at like four, but I got to wait at the church till fucking eight o'clock to get my damn check. Right. But the pastor's pulling up in the, in the, um, in the, in the, in the CL. Right. So the bishop that was running, the nonprofit, like it was done through the church, but the bishop was running the nonprofit. This motherfucker had two, he had two kids. He, his sons hated him because he was now living with a stripper that he then, he just saved or whatever the case may be that he got pregnant and whatever. And they told me straight up to my face, you know how he said, he said in the white church, you know, you got to worry about, you know, and, and this is no disrespect. I, you know, I'm not trying to offend anybody. If this has happened to anybody. You just quoting you know, something that was told. Yeah, to just quote something that was told to me. You know, in the white church, you might have to worry about, you know, the the, the, the priest touching somebody or, or have inappropriate contact with your son. He said, but in the black church, eh, all you got to worry about is the pastor might be scheming a little bit off the top, but uh, scheming a little money off the top. Money might disappear from the building fund. He might be sleeping with a couple people in the congregation, but at least we're not touching people. He for sure going to have some kids on the side. For sure. And, and honestly, on the side. honestly, I'm not, here to, I'm not here to judge anybody's personal life as long as it doesn't involve touching children or whatever, or, you know, Agreed. people. Right. Like if you want hey man, like grown that people, just be them wild uncles in the family, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want if you want out there and, <laughs> and, and get like and get like some of this, these church cheeks, man, go ahead and do it. But like church the thing, cheeks is hilarious, bro. The thing the thing for the me yams at the repats. The idea mm. that that y'all would go to a church and see this man pull up in that kind of car or live in that kind of house and not think twice. Like not think twice. Like Joel Osteen might be the nicest dude in the world. He might have helped millions of people. You can't tell me. Like, 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 like Eli Gemstone. People, that, people that aren't from New Orleans, right? Like Eli Gems, exactly. Eli, Eli Gemstone, Eli Gemstone daddy said it best, man. This is obscene. Like the, the amount of money y'all are spending on things that have nothing to do with your mission or, or helping people, or whatever. There's no part of that uh, G Wagon. That is there for for the Lord or, or to help the Lord. There's no part of a private jet, like you know. So like those are the they be things get, they be getting it off on that tax write off, bro. Oh, of course it's all tax free. But like my my thing is like, and I don't know what the level is. I don't know. Do you say like eighty grand or a hundred grand is enough, and then everything else after that has to go to like the actual programs? I don't know what that number is, but I do know. Whatever that number is, it is well below private jet level. It is well below luxury car level. It is well below mansion level. And the, but but at the end of the day, 
as disgusted as I am by that, like it's not like they showing up on the bus and then they're hiding this stuff. It's all out there in the open. So on some way, like I can't even hold them responsible. I got to look at the congregation. I got to look at the people going in and donating money. Like, how do y'all keep doing this? How do you keep doing this? They have, when you go to a, you know, I went to my ex. I used to go to a church with her and she, she went to like a regular church, nothing crazy. It was a solid church, but they would give you a, a, a pamphlet or like a, a, a breakdown. If you make this much money, Every other week, this is how much money you're supposed to give in order to make sure that you're giving enough money back to the Lord. And I'm looking like you're trying to tell me if I make, I don't know, fifty thousand dollars that each week that I come to church, I got to give this percentage of my check. That does not make sense to me. I will give what I can afford to give so that I can still, you know, Church, you ain't going to heaven if you don't get that 10 percent, G. Bruh, 10 percent. They want 10 percent. Shit. Listen, the Bible God, say pay ten percent of them ties, G. But like, but like, but my thing is, how, how is in the Bible? How is it a hundred percent of the? <laughs> well, well, hold on. How is it that a hundred percent of the ten percents go into this dude's pocket, or ninety percent, oh. or eighty, whatever? Like, that's my thing. Like, okay, we all give our ten percent. Y'all give you ten percent. Okay, it ain't going to all person. It ain't going to his gas bill or his 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 car car note or his mortgage or his his uh, private jet. <laughs> Whatever, the, however that gets built. You expect like, you know. the, the pastor to fry a commercial? Yes. You, yes. He's, not, he's not common folk, brother. Come on. See, there you go. So, like, so that, that's the funny <laughs> thing about, uh, about Islam. We don't have a clergy. There's no such thing as. Hey, like, I got some history, though, somewhere. for you, Jerk. What's up? What's that? All right. From its beginning in 1845, the convention has emphasized giving. Still today, the SBC is among denominations that encourage believers to give at least 10% of their income to their local church. Leaders of the two major faith-based financial service ministries, Crown Financial Ministries and Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, do as well. Those who promote the 10% concept usually cite Malachi 3, 8 through 11, especially verse 10, which emphasizes bringing the full tenth into the storehouse. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Still not getting 10. No, you're not just getting Just got the rolling in. I ain't got the time. You're trying, right. you're trying to tell me that if I got, let's just say I, I'm a, I'm a, I make minimum wage. My wife makes minimum wage. We have two children that we are, basically living check to check from each week that we get paid. We're basically scraping up pennies in order to get by. You're trying to tell me that I cannot get into heaven if I don't give the church 10%? No, you're not going. It ain't, we ain't going. You ain't going, bro. Clip them wings. Listen. <laughs> Listen, I love Jesus. Jesus nope. is my, you know what I'm saying? But like, I, I, that 10%, brother, I can't, I can't afford to get that 10% every time. I'm sorry. And I ain't bought right. a pair of sneaks. In, I ain't bought a pair of sneaks in two years. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. That is that is some some really good uh, abstinence right there, my brother. <laughs> I'm just saying. Damn. Uh, uh, speaking speaking of speaking of people stealing money. They say this is a big rich town. I just come from the poorest part. Bright light, city life, I gotta make it. This is where it goes down. I just happen to come up hard. Legal or illegal, baby, I gotta make it. I never it. took a straight path nowhere. 
Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. Uh, uh, Rob, I understand there is a power call. We have on the voicemail line. Hey, this is Michael. 50 Cent on The Breakfast Club recently said that the power spinoff will occur a couple hours after the power finale. What do you guys thought on that? And are you guys going to watch the spinoff? Thanks. Wait, a couple hours after? What? T- what? This shit come on at 10 o'clock or 9. What time is it going to come on? 12? <laughs> I'm out on that, bro. I got to go to work the next day. I'm tired. <laughs> shit. Yeah, man. I, I'm like this last episode was just I don't like it, it. It's really like I think in a weird way I've hit the level where it's like I couldn't. It just it just is. I guess does that make sense? Yeah. Like it doesn't. It it's not like it gets so much worse now. Like I'm like you know what? It just is what it is. Uh, I'm trying to find. I can't even find my notes from from last week's episode. So I got you. Listen. I, so here, I, I'll I'll bring up your notes for you. Right. So, okay, this nigga Tyreek. So, I by no stretch of the imagination, I'm not trying to act like I, I'm I'm familiar with the drug game. I'm not trying to act like I know what what it's like to be the connect or or to have the shipment come in at all. But I know damn well that no whatever uh 10th grader or 11th grader or 12th grader whatever the fuck grade he's in right now because he might be in 12th grade the way baby girl how old she is right now but no 12th grader can just go through the window where the stash house is at come in that bitch take i don't know six oh. containers six containers out yeah, and then yeah. not get caught yes he can if if the, the stash house is being operated by the fucking slab dick crew of yeah. Spanky and Two Bit and Grimace. Yeah, I was gonna like, say that was the three three Stooges, bro. Yo, well, them niggas. Where, 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 where? Yo, they need the, the protection that uh, they needed the protection that that Dre had two episodes ago. That's what's supposed to be outside the but, stash but, house. But here, here's the funny part about it: they didn't even notice that they were short. No, Tom, Tommy didn't know until the Italians handed him the bottle and was like, "This is my shit." Which, of course, this is also funny. Like you're the only one who has access to this brand of pharmaceutical, right? Like, like okay. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but and I'm not trying to be rude, but since when did the mafia really like start working with with, with black people like that? Oh, because remember, it's because Tariq speaks Italian. That that, 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 oh. that cleared the whole thing up right there. Oh, oh, well, there you go. That, yeah, that, that, that solves years means. of racism. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to think like what happened in the episode. Uh, uh, his mom pops up, and she and we oh, we, yeah. get, we get uh, reminded about what's her name, Holly. They should have showed the yeah. fucking death again. That made me happy. Yeah, I just wonder how many people turned off the show when they saw Angela to start. Like I wonder oh, how many people my just God. like no, no. I'm out. Oh, That's my that. God. Well, that was the oh, thing. Was oh, just oh, like most of Angela shit is ass. Like it's brush, just like, brush, why did she? But I like like how will they, how will they know she's a ghost? Make her talk like this, Jamie. You little Tommy. Live. I'm like, yo, you sound like sound like Casper or something, man. Like, what's going on? Listen, my gripe with this episode is uh, seeing seeing uh, Ghost Miss up close, point blank range. Oh, yeah. But he pulled up on him and was dumping, bro. Like, yo, how, how do you miss? Miss both people. Hi, yes. yo, Ghost. When Ghost wants to kill somebody, he sucks. 
does the roar. Roar! Like, he 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 tried to kill Kanan that first time. Failed at that. He tried to burn him alive and somehow away he lived. He's tried to kill Tommy twice in like four episodes in both times. Tommy's oh, he alive. get too much. He get too much credit for being a killer, bro. By the way, like, they also they also they also had him do the back to the end of Back to the Future too, where he walks up to the witnesses. I got something for you, a letter. Like remember Back to the Future too, where like Marty standing in the rain. He just saw like the dock disappear and the and the thing, the time machine disappear in the air, and then a car pulls up and a dude comes out with a trench coat and a hat says. Marty, Marty McFly says, yeah, who wants to know? I'm like, I got something for you. And he reaches in and it's like, he's got to pull a gun. No, like, no, it's just, it's just a letter. And it's, it's the same all, thing here. This shit is all over the place of me. I'm not oh, even going to lie. Why, why is Dre still alive? Why? Oh, by the way, yeah, like, that's my favorite part is like when Proctor nonchalantly walks in with Dre. First of all, don't give him a warning. Hey, by the way, I'm bringing this dude over. But then he brings him in and then your boy grabs him and then has the pencil and is acting like he's about to stab him in the in the in the eye except for one fact no one's holding him back none if you look at if you look at the scene his arm is twitching like someone is holding it back but Proctor isn't holding his arm back hold me back hold me back all-star bro that that was the that was that was an nba fight Man, that shit. I mean, I don't even know where to even start with this shit, bro. Because this is all over, bro. Like Tyreek over here, just wow. Tommy, he, he got wow. some yams though, right? Girl? Yeah, I'm, I'm. We're led to believe that, right? I'm assuming, but or did they again, just make out? Did they neck? I mean, at this point, I don't even care, bro. Like, just I'm. I'm ready for somebody to die, man. Somebody well, just died. Well, uh, apparently it won't be Dre because when they, I, I'm sorry, but it, it, so Ghost already has when, this, he already thinks well, something about the way, Dre, right? It's, yeah, it's, it won't be Dre. Dre ain't going to die. You know how I know he's not going to die? Because Ghost was on the phone with Jason and saying, well, I can't meet you at the meetup spot because I don't want to run your organization. And, and Dre had that look on his eyes like, ooh, you looking for somebody to run your organization? <laughs> But but like Dre, so 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 Dre Dre sends the text message to uh whatever the dude's name is. I I, I fuck Sax. what's the Sax. yeah he sends the text message to Sax. They roll out. So uh, conveniently, traffic just happens to be here, and now uh, Ghost and Dre are in the car, and the FBI or the, whatever it was. I've never seen the FBI blow something so like they they they, they hop out the vehicle. They they run up on the steps and you can literally see the all shucks moment. Oh. They're not there anymore. Like the why I remember the one dude, <laughs> yeah. I think the white dude had a bald head that, that looks and goes, dang. And by the way, and by the way, Ghost is stuck in traffic like a half block up. <laughs> He's up the block. Go get him. Ghost, you just saw, you clearly just see the F you you can see the FBI in broad daylight with their fucking FBI hey, coats on. Hey, he pulled hey, he he hit the reverse like Tommy. He about to hit the reverse like Tommy Buns and Belly. When Ox Crib was like, <laughs> when Ox Crib was taped off, and niggas, niggas is over there like, damn, all right. And they just watching the whole shit. Nobody's just gonna recognize them. Like, oh, okay. And then, and then, uh, 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 Ghost gets jammed up by the police and gets brought to Rashad. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, he's a fucking creep. Is he, remember, wasn't he? How long about that? Tasha? How long before the ghost before the ghost, before ghost uh, uh, smashes old girl? The oh yeah, that's consultant. That's like, like by the way, this this is this is why I hate this show. 
instead of like letting it build slowly and like, yo, would they like they do it so heavy and as soon as they, hey, how's it going? My name is Jane St. Patrick. Mm. Her eyebrow goes up and she does that mm, little look in her eye. Same thing with the dude. Tasha opens the Dude, Tasha you, you, knew, you knew he was going to smash the second he walked in. I was like, oh, he's going to smash Yo, but it's just like the second time y'all meet, y'all already, already like, oh no, this is moving too fast. Like, what? Yo, I, I came in to ask about bringing my, my, my daughter in here, man. <laughs> Why are we always like, you, you feel it too? Like, what kind of creep status is this, man? And then, oh. and then it's just like, and then my man's like, like, clearly she's trying to give you the warning, bro. Like, yo, he's not the one to fuck with. He's just, no, I'm not the one to fuck with. Whatever his corny ass line was, oh. he should be. Apparently, he's he's gonna die, right? He's got to die next you know, episode. Oh, right? you, you know he's gonna die because of the look on Ghost's face. Like well, he just stared at him as, as they were outside. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, let me show you the sign. Why would you be showing the sign to a dude whose kid is gonna be enrolled here? Like, what does he have to do with that? Like, they could have done it so much. Like, they should have done it so. Like, he could have been the contractor. Helping her fix the thing, and that would have been a more natural progress. Like they, they just missed the boat on so many things. Where I'm just like, how are you so bad at this? Hey, you need, some, you, you need some help fixing this light? Whatever, whatever the porno music is. <laughs> what kind of porn you doing? Know <laughs> <laughs> Sick ass music, man. Speaking of, <laughs> hey, speaking of porn, my nigga. It was like a screen cap, bro, of like this one shit that said nigga lamp, bro. That shit had two million views. It was a nigga with a lampshade over his head hiding. <laughs> it was, wow. I didn't even get to see the scene, bro, but it was just hilarious to see that it was nigga. called nigga lamp. Nigga lamp. <laughs> and the nigga's in the car, oh. bro, trying to hide. By the way, the return of Tommy saying, I'm going to cancel Christmas on that ass. I like that. I was like, oh, I missed that. Uh, what else happened? Oh, uh, Lala Proc- sucks. Proctor letting his 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 ex wife die. Oh, but the unicorn just so magically happened. But I'm just there. like, but but I'm just like, why would you talk? Like you see, what I'm saying, I'm like, <laughs> like if, instead of doing like, oh, like you're not gonna have my. First of all, you should have called the cops because once she's drug overdose, like she loses custody of the children immediately, and, and we'll never gave get her a hot. Back. You gave her a hot batch anyway because he had to give that to her, right? What? He, he, no. No, she got the coke from somewhere else. Oh, remember? Because she, she when she was searching for for a little, he he put her over the edge while he was just needling her, talking about, "Oh, I met someone new," and da da da. I'm like, he did that. That nigga pulled so, out a what was it a five million dollar ring or whatever the fuck it was? Yeah, so five carrots or whatever. She got she got she got, she got mad. Yeah, he did the Kobe ring, uh, and so she got mad. <laughs> so then she started searching for her last little stash. She didn't have nothing. So then she called her dealer, like, "Hit me up." And then his daughter called him and told him, yo, mom's acting weird. And he got there and she's over there and she co- clearly coked out. But my thing is like, call the cops, nigga. Like this, this is like the, the biggest victory of all time. But she, but she told him not to call. No, no. He goes, told, you know, but if you call, the, but if I call the cops, they're going to process. Like all of a sudden you give a fuck about her now. Yeah. Like, you know, like, she just, she just took your daughter from you. Like, I'm sorry. This guy. Yeah. Oh. There was a Wu Tang reference somewhere in that show, and then Proctor called Sax a dirty bastard. Oh, ha, ha. So I mean, but the show sucks, right? Like, we're, like we're all just in it. We're all in it right now. Well, here's the thing. Like, so I'm on, I'm on, I'm on their, I'm on their timeline right now, and the tweets that people are saying, like, they love it. Yeah, they love it. They love it, bro. Tommy is That's using this ambulance to his advantage. 
You, you know what? Why, why is Mikey right, though? Tariq is just like his dad. I mean, it ain't even about us having bad taste, bro. It's just people, some people are just in a zone. Tariq stealing from Tommy and almost getting caught would have went a completely different way if he didn't hide. <laughs> like, why, man. Why, and why, why didn't Tommy, listen, Tommy, you need to get this workout anyway. At this point, fuck it, dog. He, he already got you. He already, Tariq's already showed he could, he could, he's trying to be in the game. Fuck it. Let him be in the game then. Ghost listen, doesn't. Ghost is all, not playing with Dre. My fault. Go ahead. All, all, all the people that 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 are in a positive standing with the show don't watch other shows and haven't been exposed to other shows. Like this is like when when you look at the what tier do you think, of what do you think would you happen? Look at the tier of the shows of like power and empire. Like you know what I mean? For a minute, that's what that shit was. Then niggas got the uh, the new shit with uh, Rick. Ro- I mean Rick Ross story um, that we oh. that we about to fire up. No oh, fall. Yes, you know what I mean? Snowfall, and then you got the shy. Like, you got them type of shows where it's a slim picking, bro. Like, well, so- I guess I guess my question is this. Like, when these people are exposed to actual good television, do you think that, A, they're like, oh, my God, I've been watching trash this whole time. This is amazing. No. Or, or they'd be like, I don't understand. Who's don't- he? Like, they'd be like, I'm confused. I mean, I, mean, I don't <laughs> I have to compare this to me to the to the to the to the people that be like, remember the memes? They'd be like, oh, well, he listens to Kendrick Lamar and he listens to the little rappers or J. Cole and they just don't understand the complex. That shit is how it is when you watch a shit like Succession and 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 uh and shows like Snowfall and shows like Curb the Enthusiasm versus niggas that just come home and just watch power. <laughs> That's it. It's a nigga that come home, watch power, watch Empire watch uh another another show and be like yup y'all don't watch that bullshit huh yeah i've watched my tv for the week (laughs) watch my tv the week i watch star like watching shit like that like i can't get into like that fucking so is was right is was right yes he's right oh my god he's right he is right dog he is right here's the funny thing like there are a lot of people who watch power who also watch Insecure. Now, like, Insecure is a really well-written show. It's a really well-done show. It's 30 minutes and it's a comedy, but it's not got any of this, the bullshit elements that Power or Empire have. So how can they watch both shows? And, like, or are they just more enlightened than us in that they can turn their brains off and say, this is a trash show. I'm watching a trash show. Much, much in the same way that I watch Love and Hip Hop uh, LA or whatever. Just you know why I watch Love and Hip Hop LA. I'll be honest, just to see where they go out to lunch and dinner. Like I like, oh, I want to, I want to try that place. <laughs> like, Man, watch out! That's why I, I swear to God, that's why I do it. I'm like, oh, that that rooftop looks nice. I might try that one time. Uh, Rob, I understand you have a couple of quick black calls for us. <laughs> what up, BLM man? Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> this is Kensworth with a question. Uh, when you meet another black among the whites and you acknowledge your presence do you nod up or down an acknowledgement of those folks i go up up uh, what for the white homies no nah, nah, not for the black like, homies, bro. You, you, oh, nah, yeah. the white homies the white homies i said hey oh, oh no nah, in general i don't think i have one i just nod in general whatever 
Oh, uh, you're not enough. Or not that? No. You probably you probably not enough, bro. You like it all. It all depends. Like if I'm moving, it's a quick nod up. Like yeah. Like so like but if, if I see but my, hold on. If I see well, somebody in the grocery store with a girl or some shit, I'm nodding down. Like all right, bro. I'll see you. No, but but here, here's the thing. Like if, if like if I'm just moving quick, it's a quick nod. But if I'm standing there and this is clearly like a really compromising situation, I see one other black person, I do a slow nod up. I'm like, yep. <laughs> Like just my head goes up very slowly. The up only here. time I do a, a oh what's up, the oh what's up is if it's like damn oh I didn't even know you was in here that that type of head nod for me. I'm like damn you in here too oh what's up you know what's up you know what I'm saying but I'm I'm occupied that's the only time I get Jerk. up head nod. Jerk, what do you do? I nod up all the time. Not up. I think I nod down in the in a corporate setting though. I th- I think I would nod down if I saw someone. I nod down. I tell you when I nod down. I know exactly when I nod down. If I see a dude and either I know him and he's with a girl that I don't know and I don't yep. know what the situation is, or yep. if it's a dude I don't know but his girl is bad and like he's caught me looking, I'll nod down like I see you, young fella. <laughs> like yep. I give him the old man. Mm-hmm. I approve of this message. <laughs> that's that's the only time. I'm like okay, like because because I feel like if I nod up in that situation, that's kind of like disrespectful. Like what's up with your girl? But like not in Dallas. Mm, okay. Well done. All right. Well, last call. What we got? What we got, Rob? Okay. Uh, this is Terrell calling from AZ. I got a question for you guys. I just went to a party this weekend. Mostly uh, white people there, and this girl was super pressed on saying the N word. And he, uh, she was talking about. Uh, they say it in the song. They say it in the song. Why can't I say it? You guys say it in the song. How come I can't say it? Blah blah blah. So my question is, how do you explain? to white people that it's not okay to say the n-word even though it's in the song because she was she was not trying to have it i would say so several questions number one are, are are you in fact having sexual congress with this young lady that's 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 question number one it doesn't have anything to do with my answer i was just curious um <laughs> number two though is um, I would explain it very simply like this. One, yeah, they said in the song. It wasn't someone white who said in the song either. So that should be your your first giveaway that this ain't for you. But the other thing is also, that's what I, that's what I always love to say is like, look, you might be able to say it in front of me and I don't care enough to go avenge like 500 years of slavery and civil rights <laughs> infraction. I don't. And you're fine. Hold on, you. But but here's exactly. But here's the deal. There are other people who are so inclined, and you don't want to be in the habit of singing this song with all the words in it, because you never know when nigga man might show up and avenge 500 years of 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 slavery and civil rights infractions. Like that's just me. Like like you you lucked out this time. You got a freebie because I just don't care. But. But I can't speak for all the the rest of my of my. <laughs> but I mean, nigga man is so awkward because nigga man, you might be nigga man, but it's the black niggas that's cool with that white person saying nigga, and you looking like if you nigga man, niggas gonna look at you like you wilding, like no. bro, it's not that big of a deal. No, it's not even that it's not big of a deal. Like, I'm just like, look, I, look, I'm gonna have a conversation with her and what? So she gonna go like, in the car and Travis do Travis Scott concert, bro? You're gonna hear nigga. I'm just saying, like, now, yeah, like, now, my, my do thing. You, now, do you want to trip in the mosh, or do you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like, I think that's that's the main thing. Like, I, first of all, I came here to have a good time. I didn't come, I didn't come here 
to a event to right wrongs, right? And like I came here to have a good time. And so like I'm not gonna let that affect my having a good time. But the other thing also is, let's just say that I, I do put on my my kufi and I sit her down and explain to her the poison in that word coming from a white lips and all like, oh I could do that. She's gonna get in her car and sing it anyway. The only thing that's probably gonna stop her from doing this is getting her ass beat by somebody else. Somebody yeah. who again is so inclined. And so that's why the most powerful piece of advice I could give to any white person who says, but they say it in the song. It's like, look, you don't have to justify it to me, but someday you're going to be singing it as you always do. La-di-da with a smile on your face with the, the world, like you walking on sunshine, like Katrina and the waves and somebody come here and whoop your ass. And you'll be like, whoa, whoa how did I just, why did I get my ass whooped? And it's like, because I warned you a long time ago, you shouldn't do this. And you kept doing it. And that's the only thing, the fear of a blindsided ass whooping, I think is the only thing that will get these people to say, oh, I don't want that to happen. Like, I don't get my ass whooped. I don't think get my ass whooped. I didn't even see it coming. I was just singing a song happily, whistling. Nigga, nigga, nigga. Like, like you don't want to get your ass whooped in that situation. So I think that's the only thing that will rehabilitate people. But absent the oh, ass whooping, I don't know what a, a conversation will do. I wish I had a soundbite to say, nigga, man. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little cape oh, and shit. Yeah, that shit would be fire, dog. If we could do yeah. that for the live show, it's I funny. might have to do it. It's funny. I kind of imagine him to have a conk. Like, <laughs> got the young jock hair and stuff. I don't know why a nigga man in my head has young jock's hair with the, <laughs> with the part on the side and everything. Man. Nigga man is nuts, bro. Yeah. Okay, let's let's come up with some imaging for nigga man. I think I got one. We just gonna have to uh, we gonna have to uh, get black. Get, we gonna, gotta get black dragon roll. Grab your pen, man. Yeah, we're giving you a, a special uh, forty eight hour pass to. to I want. I want. Hey, I want to remix, homie, but put the N instead of the uh, the, the S. Look at check the chat. You gonna be fucking dying. I thought you could go with Meteor Man. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Uh, look, really quick. We, we ain't got time. We got to wrap this show up. But did y'all have y'all watched that 10-episode thing from Roy Wood Jr. about the chicken wars? No. Oh. Yes, I've seen okay. it. It's hilarious. So let's do this. We'll talk about it next week. It is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life, man. This dude, Roy Wood Jr., is a fucking genius. Because, Rob, did you notice, like, even the the tweet descriptions look like the info from the guide on your TV? Yeah, it's I, great. I, a new, a new, a new uh, villain emerges. And, I, like, it's all, his, everything about it is so, everything about it is so well done. Uh, so that's, that's everybody's homework for next week. You're going to watch Roy Wood Jr.'s 10-part series on the Chicken Wars. Fucking brilliant. And this has been Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. Thank you very much to Black Trey. Thank you, John Gervais. Thank you, Rob Lopez on the ones and twos. Uh, oh, uh, I guess one last thing. Limited, limited tickets still available for the live show in San Francisco. We're coming up inside of three weeks now. Uh, I, I have now booked my travel. I'm going to be there. It's official. <laughs> now there's no turning back. Definitely make your way over to countthedings.com get yourself a pair of tickets get yourself to san francisco the independent october 12th gonna be a hell of a show who knows we might even have nigga man in the audience
an official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov extrahelp extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.